Welcome to the Luke and Pete Show. I am Luke Moore and I'm joined by Pete Donaldson. I'm the Pete. I'm the Pete. I've hurt my um, shoulder. I don't know, I, I'm waiting for it to click into place, but it's just not doing it. Oh, I hate it's that. It's really frustrating. There's just a little... It's just out of register, and yeah. I just need to get it back in register. Coming up on the Luke and Pete oh. Show, who the fuck knows? Not yeah. us. Not us. Because other broadcasters plan shit, we don't, because that means we're more versatile. I spent a good... 20 minutes trying to get the printer working. Yeah. that's If you want prep, that's prep. That's prep. That's, that's Trying that's... to get our printer working. Has there ever been, you know, you guys out there, you use printers every now and again for, you know, hard copies of things, contracts. Do, you, do young people still use printers? I think so. Okay. Um, and uh, is there ever been an air Wi-Fi um, kind of combo printer that's ever worked? <laughs> Probably Has not. Has anyone ever printed a page printers of, generally over, are very... over Wi-Fi? Printers are very capricious generally, though. I, I just They don't need to be. I want to give people <laughs> an insight because, you know, they probably listen to a Gimlet podcast here and there or an NPR podcast. Gimlet, NPR? And those people are not getting down in the trenches, rolling their sleeves up and messing about with printers like we are. Miss, Our prep is practical. I miss parallel ports. Do you? I miss parallel ports in the back of PCs and laptops and they were big. They're about that big. They're like a big SCART cable. Yeah. About that big. Pete, there's a lot of bonding that can go on when two men like you and I can run a cable together. Yeah. We did it the other day, didn't we? We, we got... ran an Ethernet, ca- Ethernet cable the other day. We did. I had think a great I'd, time. I think I'd enjoy working for BT. Because um, there's two kinds of BT engineer I am finding because I'm paying a ridiculous amount of money for. Broadband in my house, 250 quid a month for a 15 megabit per second line. Yeah. Incredible. The sort of thing that's about $5 a month. How much a month are you paying? Two fifty. Yeah, you're out of touch with the common man paying two hundred and fifty pounds for anything other than rent. No, <laughs> two fifty in London. Are you having a? Well, you know, are you but, having a giggle? But most people outside of London will 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 not be able to um, really <laughs> relate to the idea of paying two hundred and fifty pounds a month for broadband. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but it's because we discussed it before. I just live in a weird section of town. But I think you would be a. So to me, you would be. If you were a BT or Virgin Media, don't get me started on Virgin Media, but if you were a BT, for example, uh, engineer, I think you'd be simultaneously brilliant and terrible. And I'll tell you why. Why? Because you are very good with practical stuff like cables and that kind of stuff, and you would you would really relish the work. And also, you're a very uh, um, thoughtful and grateful and personable house guest. So right. I would, if you came to my house, I'd be like, oh, this guy's nice. Mm. But, and I do mean but, one, you can't drive. True. Two, you are dreadful at um, organisation. So right. I don't know how you would stack your appointments. No. How, well, what so are you I thinking? Imagine, how would I you imagine, do that? I imagine something else, someone would do that for me. The problem is, most of my appointments that kind of crop up are things that other people have moved or that I've just forgotten about. Yeah. Um, I'm getting better at the not forgetting about things, but the problem Disagree. is people just move. With, people just move stuff all the time. You moved this today. I did have to move this today because yeah. of uh, a rec- another recording of another podcast. Uh, I did another wrestle. I did another three WrestleMe's last night. WrestleMania nine, very good. You should listen. Mm. Um, if was- anyone wants to know, because I think you are probably the most popular of all the. So our bigger show is obviously the Football Ramble, and you are the most popular person on it. You reckon? I think so. Yeah, and I think um, lots of pe- to the point where lots of people want to. I mean, for example, we got an email the other day, a genuine email. Inviting you to a stag weekend. I've had that, two. That, I've had two. Right, that, that doesn't happen to me. So I would, I would say you are. But I think part of the reason is because people find you a fascinating character. Mm. And if people want to know what it's like to be friends with you, just imagine waiting by your phone uh, all day, every day. 
for Pete to change an appointment or an engagement, mm. and that is what it's like. Yeah, that's how, that's how it But works. I've made my peace with that. It's not a complaint. Well, it's just my... I have several different jobs. I stopped doing voiceovers so I can concentrate on the podcast. So, like, there's that. Have, so, I, so, I, so I would have had, I would have more strange things going on, but I've just, I've just stopped doing podcasts. Oh, are we watching the second series of Stranger Things at the moment? Um, was, was the voice was the voiceover community rocked to its very core? You were no longer available for bookings. I've I've I told them I uh, during the day I'm very unavailable for bookings and uh, that um, uh, my plan was to possibly get some more voiceover work, but I never bothered because I was too busy with other things. Um, ergo, the podcasts. What do you, have you got any insight particularly to deliver to people about the world of voiceover work? Um, I didn't realise that you could get better at it. <laughs> I thought <laughs> it's your voice, isn't it? But I think delivery is uh, is important, is important and yeah. confidence and delivery and um, yeah, and don't get precious when people say that's not right. You go, it sounded all right to me. Well, you... at the end of the day, you're just a voice on a stick, and like if yeah. they want it done a different way, they're paying the money, aren't they? A voice on a stick. Voice on a stick. Um, I I quite. Two things I've got to contribute about voiceovers. One is that when I hear you do a voiceover in here for like an ad or something, I occasionally sit there thinking, this sounds mental. No one talks like this. But when I hear it back, it sounds really good. And two, um, I once sat in on a voiceover session with the great, and I do mean great, Brian Blessed. Mm. Um Obviously, actor from Flash Gordon, Explorer. All the it was rest a of pretty it. good story um, recently. Was he at a farmer's? He was at a farmer's yeah. talk, wasn't About he? About badges on TV, and he, he called was, everyone a cunt. He was presenting. <laughs> yeah. He was presenting a, an award to a lot of farmers, and uh, and like he started saying, "Oh, you know, talking about um, they shouldn't call badges," and everyone started booing. So he just told all the fuck off and then went home. What Brian did is he misjudged <laughs> the room there. <laughs> In any room where you think that people would want badges to be killed, <laughs> it's probably that one. But. Um, yeah, apparently called everyone a C-word. I don't know why I just said C-word, because I said the word cunt earlier. Um, just that this is the cup the cup and the coffee. The coffee. I've told you this before. I, I don't think I've told the listeners. There? No, you weren't there. Are you sure? We were working at the same company, but you hmm. weren't there. I'll tell you who was there. Um, why Phil, did I think I was there? Phil and Mike from the voiceover bit. Oh, I miss those guys. Yeah, they're great. Actually, they're very, um... So I didn't like working at this place that much, so I used to duck away and um, hide myself in the voiceover studio on the sofa and just mm. muck around in there. And Brian Blessed was in there doing a session, and they were trying to get Brian Blessed to go to the pub. Because Did you ever make bonus? <laughs> um, I can't remember. I, I didn't get paid very much anyway. Um, but Brian, they were trying, the two guys working, they were trying to get Brian Blessed to go to the pub after this voiceover. Yeah. And he's like a ball of energy, Blessed. Or he's exactly as you'd imagine him, yeah. from my experience. Anyway, and they said, right, that was good, Brian. Come in now. We'll get, get, our, get our jackets and we'll go to the pub. And Brian was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be there in a minute. Comes through. He's right. Where are we going? What pub are we going to? Rah, rah, rah. Grabs like a, a cup of coffee, completely downs it. I've never seen someone down a cup of coffee before. He downed it and then slammed it around the table and went, that wasn't my coffee, was it? And uh, one of the guys went, no. And it had been sat there for like three days. Ugh. It was stone cold. Wonderful. Probably had mould in it and he yeah. just downed it. The I man mean, cannot be killed by I... conventional means. <laughs> and if he passes during the process of us recording this show, I apologise in advance. But Brian Blessed is as close to immortal as probably someone like Keith Richards Na- or you, Pete. National treasure. Yeah, 100%. How do I become a national treasure? I'm also a mortal. Yeah. Like the Highlander. You've got something of the night about you, though. So you, the- <laughs> so you can't. If you, the moment you stop wandering around Soho in the dead yeah. of night uh, with dirty fingernails, give you a bit, some, a better chance. But anyway, recently on the Luke and Pete show, we talked about speed running of video games. 
uh, embarrassing farts, including a The Pete-related admission. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pete also reminisced about spending lots of time in a horse's field. Oh, yeah. Um, Grillers, not the band. Uh, a family getting out of their car at a safari park and almost being mauled by cheetahs. Oh, and a dog growing into a bear. Oh, yes. they um, That woman in China had a bear. Yeah. So if you're was... new to this show, that's ex- the sort of thing you can expect to hear. I was, I was, ta- I was when I was um, about to talk about uh, becoming a national treasure, I really wanted to bring up um, who I think is a national treasure, uh, Mark Almond. Uh, and I was reminded about the best tweet ever, uh, what he did when someone, uh, when someone accused oh, yeah. him. So basically he was talking about um, like a young, good-looking chap or something on Twitter. He was basically saying... Oh, I'd I'd like to see more of him. Yeah, and some random bloke just tweeted him like in reply. I bet you would, you dirty old bollocks. <laughs> and replied, dirty old bollocks is a brilliant nickname, insult. <laughs> and he replied um, in the most kind of shocked manner. He could not believe this man was so gauche. He went, "How dare you speak yeah. to me like that? Not only, uh, not even my closest friends and family talk to me like that." You are blocked. You are blocked. <laughs> You're blocked. Spelling yeah. your incorrectly. Yeah, it great. makes me laugh all the it was time. A, it was a great diva strop. <laughs> and, and the thing is, Pete, you know, you talk about Mark Armand being a national treasure. He is by far the most well-known of Mark-related nuts. I mean, you never hear about Mark Hazelnut. No, that's true, yeah. Or Mark Brazil. Um... A Mark Macadamia can't get any work. I'm trying to think of other nuts. I, I'm completely drawing a blank of, on nuts now. All right, peanut. Mark Monkey. <laughs> Mark Cashew. <laughs> Mark Monkey Nut. Yeah, Mark Monkey. Mark Howard. I, I, for me, National Treasure has to be... I would, I'll give you a quick list of maybe two or three that I consider to be a National Treasure. Obviously, David Attenborough. Mm. I've got to still be alive. David Attenborough. I would probably go Mary Berry. Uh, she's very recent. I'm not having that. I think you'd be looking at someone like... Uh, um, that's the, they've got to be pleasant. Yeah, haven't they? They've got to be pleasant. So you couldn't consider someone like Sir Ian Botham? <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he's not a national treasure. No, uh, David Attenborough. You're having that. Bill Beaumont. Is he a national Bill treasure? Bill Beaumont. Is he? Is he? Who's the bloke who used to do? No, who's the bloke? You should do like this in the cricket. Oh, that's Jeffrey Boycott. Jeffrey Boycott. Is he yeah. one? He, yeah, but he's he's also had his fair share of domestic violence related charges. So. Well, no, they <laughs> Bill <laughs> Beaumont. Who's, How Bill, you... who's Bill Beaumont? He's then? an ex England rugby captain of the UCD Build Question of Sport. <laughs> he has done nothing for like 20 years. Sue Ryder. Sue, yeah, well, yeah, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm having Barry over Ryder. Ian Wright. Yes. Ian Wright's getting there. Yeah, soon to be Sir Ian Wright, if I yeah. have my way. Yeah, definitely. Top man. Absolute top, top man. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the, the, the exa- example of the sort of things we would be talking about <laughs> recently. National Treasures, email us in. If you want to be a part of this show, and you are very welcome, of course, hello at lukeandpeacher.com for anything you want to email us about. Mm. I've got to take a sip of water. So oh, you- pick up, yeah. <laughs> You've recently lost your Nalgene water bottle. Yeah. Nalgene uh, always sounds <laughs> a little bit like, um, like gangrene or something, some kind of moss that would grow on water. Well, if you're an outdoorsman in the US, Nalgene mm. is your go-to water bottle manufacturer. I've had is that my true? Right. man and boy and I've lost it. It's, I, it. There's an outside chance it might still be in my car. You've had that for about <laughs> five years, if not longer? No, my wife bought it for me when not long after we got together, so right. three and a half, Mike. Crazy. Crazy yeah. stuff. You would, can you not imagine keeping something like that for that long? You just lose no, it, would you? I'd smash it. Like a pair of sunglasses. They're, that's the thing, mate. They're unsmashable. We, well, we got a ramble. Um, God, what was it now? It was some kind of, uh, some kind of um, online um, docu- DocuSign. Got there in the end. DocuSign uh, sent the ramble some tap, basically saying, uh, let's kick fax machines out of 
football because obviously <laughs> right. factions are very connected to to football. They, they sent so they sent a lot of tat to the ramble or uh, care of me, uh, and it was such tat that I didn't bother handing it over. But there was a metal kind of water bottle that I occasionally use when I'm particularly hungover yeah. to replenish my reserves. Well, now jeans are very very um, durable. Now they're, jeans. they're made of like adam- adamantium. <laughs> it's impossible to break them. Uh, yeah, they're the uh, one, one of the most uh, one of the most uh, unbreakable uh, materials known to man. Anyway, if we do see a, a Nalgene bottle knocking about. It's Luke's blue top on it. Let me know. But anyway, for that reason and for other reasons, do do get in touch. Hello at LukeandPeacher.com. dot com. This show is nothing without you, the listener. Yep, yep. You are very, very welcome here. Uh, and the reason I say that a lot is because it's true. Yes. Um, Pete, would you like... Should we, should we, um, what should be our next port of call? Have you got anything else to get off your chest or would you like to go to the emails? No, nah, well, I'll do my uh, week roundup in the next show. So your we'll, week uh, do, roundup? We'll do... <laughs> okay. My week's week. Yeah, have you done anything particularly sort of noteworthy or... Uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay, well tell yeah, us about I, it on Thursday. It's usually a film review, isn't it, really? Oh, it is, or yeah. you've met some actor yeah. that, didn't, that, that was intimidated by your um, ways. <laughs> Let's uh, let's go to a break and we'll be back with some of your emails. Okay, Luke, don't gunge me, mate. Pipe down, Pete. I told you never to argue with the customers. Yes, yes, we're back. That is a legendary jingle. Um... Legendary jingle. I mean, people like I did promise some new um, production and it is coming, but uh, uh, oh god, I just got distracted there. <laughs> oh, I got distracted there. Twenty-five years since Zach Morris and uh, Rest of Say by the Bell graduated. From, 25 say, from, years. Say, back from uh, where did they go to? Something high. Um, Bearside High. We talked a lot about... Um, That's depressing. We talked a lot about um, theme tunes for um, for sort of TV shows when we were kids, didn't we? <clears throat> and oh, um, yeah. a lot of people got in touch with being very passionate about Denver The Last Dinosaur, which is absolutely understandable. That's a pretty good one, yeah. Slave of the Bell's pretty iconic. It's all right. When the teacher pops test, and know I'm in the mess, and the dog on my home last night. And then rattle on my chair, she won't know that I'm there. Oh my god, I never remember lyrics. I never knew. I see the bus fly by. It's all right. Because I'll say by the bell. Oh my god, I remember some lyrics. I was pulling them out of my behind there. Oi, Pete. Mr. Belding. Mr. Belding. Yeah. Screech. Did you go to prison in the end for killing someone? You can't say it, can you? You just can't say it. What do you mean? You cannot say that. What do you mean? You can't ask that question. You need to know. I think he went to prison for for killing someone. Okay, that's not any better. Or certainly attempted manslaughter. Dustin Diamond. Dustin Diamond. Yeah, he made a porn video for some god-awful reason, and then then I believe he uh, was was arrested for murder. (laughs) Um... Do you want to hear what actually happened? Okay. Yeah, because you're going to be doing some editing later. Okay. Um, December 26, 2014, Dustin Diamond, who played Screech in Saved by the Bell, was arrested in Wisconsin for possession of a switchblade knife, which he was alleged to have pulled in a bar altercation Ah. in which a man was stabbed. Right. Serious. Um, uh, In May of the following year, he was convicted of two misdemeanors and cleared of the most serious charge, which was recklessly endangering public safety. Um, he was sent to four months in prison. He served three months of that and was released on probation. Uh, he was arrested again in May 2016 for violating that probation. I think the porn film was a separate issue. <laughs> Is that an issue? You're out of film a porn film, aren't you? Um, but yeah. he sold it. I've not seen money. it. I don't, know the, I don't know the content. But I, I mean, if I were a man who would partake in that type of stuff, I'm not sure Dustin Diamond, a screech from Sable the Bell, would be top of my list of, of performers. <laughs> yeah, if I was going to um, cast, if I was uh, going to cast a load of uh, porn stars in a porn film, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be one of my first, to be honest. Out of the whole of Hollywood, let's not point at me and ask me what my favourites. Well, I was just going to say Bill Beaumont. Bill Beaumont. <laughs> He's got nothing on. Bill Beaumont. Literally got nothing on. Occasionally, when I'm chatting to uh, a mate, I'm going to name him Little L. 
Uh, oh, you always he, talking he will, about Al. He will. He will. Um, he'll be going. He, he will try and think of an actor's name, and he will invariably, invertedly um, name a porn star's name. Right. And, we'll, and I look at him and go, "Yeah, you like porn more than I think." <laughs> I, you know. Yeah. And I know who that name is, but I mean, <laughs> so I'm half the problem too. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, imagine if you go, oh, that name sort of rings a bell. Just Wikipedia it. If Anal Supermarket 3. <laughs> there are no Giannas in Hollywood. No. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. The only Giannas are in the Great Giannas Sisters uh, on the on the PC. Oh, that Amiga. rip-off Mario Brothers game. Yeah. yeah. And in pornography. That's the only place you find Giannas. So, was it not the Gianni Sisters? No, Gianna. And was that the like a, a blatant attempt to completely cash on the Mario Brothers popularity by doing like a sisters version of the game that was unlicensed and everything? Yeah, completely unlicensed. But uh, but it was um, did they get away it, with it? It was a decent fist at a um, scrolling um, uh, scrolling uh, platformer, which is yeah, they got away with it because I mean you know it was a Wild West back then. Was can't it? Can't copyright an idea, can you? you no, can't do that. No, we would have done by now. Um, emails, we did promise emails <laughs> in, yeah. the, in the deep distant past. <laughs> um, I'm going to start us off with an email from an appalling child about farting. Yay! Although he isn't a child because he's now 18 and it's Caleb from Bromley. <clears throat> Hello, Caleb. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm still struggling with this throat, you know, it's yeah. hanging around. He says, Dear Luke and Pete, as one of your more juvenile listeners at the tender, tender age of 18, perhaps I can shed some light on Pete's ability to fart at will, referencing episode 62. Would you, for those who don't want to go back to episode 62 and just to hear a story about you farting, would, would you, you like, like to... Would you like to go forward to 69? <laughs> That's unacceptable. Nice. That's unacceptable. Nice. Would you like to uh, just um, quickly, very quickly, remind the listeners about your skill as a child? Um, I didn't do it a lot, but and, and other people in my class were better than me, but um, at one point I could suck air into my inos and do a little trump trump. But how would you do it? On your hands oh, and knees? Oh, you'd have to go on your hands and knees in doggy style to uh, get, the, get the trumps in. Well, get the air in. Yeah. And then blow it out. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Anyway, that's the sort of level we're mm. talking about. Um, and Caleb goes on to say, at our school, we call this airing. Oh, lovely. <laughs> and it is a particularly speciali- it's a particular speciality of a couple of my friends who, as soon as our teacher leaves the classroom, hurriedly get down, suck in air, and then proceed to release this on our teacher's chair. You disgusting young men. Well, if the I teacher mean... is still in the room, they often pretend to have dropped their pen in order to let their gas diffuse through the room, which, of course, eases the tedium of lessons. At lunchtime, however, this ability becomes more serious to the rest of the class who risk being seized and having their face farted on. Just wanted Pete to know that he is not alone in this. Thanks for all the distraction you've given me while I've been revising for my A-levels. This is the kind of influence, Peter, you're having on the kind of people and the kind of people that are flocking to this show in their droves. I'm real. Because of you. I'm real. How do you feel about that? I think that... um, You validated that behaviour from that young man. Doing Trumpy Trumps on the teacher's chair... It's air that was in the air anyway. It's not like it's decomposing food. So, I mean, I don't think it's that bad, to be honest. So, are you, you suggesting should, that... It's that, not a detention matter. Are you, su- <laughs> are you suggesting that that particular type of air biscuit wouldn't have a smell or a fragrance It wouldn't have all? as much, I don't think, no. Well, can we do a test? <laughs> can we do a smell test? Get down there if, now. If you're, if you're willing no, to I'm take not. one for the team, I I'm am. willing to fill this room with guffs. I, I am not. Guffs and guffaws, the we, look and picture. We've got no... Um, Essentially, any we've got no new air in this room as it is. No new air. Uh, I got an email from Jack, and it's a horror show. Uh, and this one uh, will be particularly upsetting to you, Luke. I've uh, read it already. <clears throat> Afternoon, gents. Nothing exciting about batteries. Standard Panasonics. Uh, yeah. Very uh, not a great start. Inauspicious start. Yeah. Um, after uh, listening to episode number 64 and hearing the story of youngsters finding a dead rabbit and proceeding to make Easter-themed toys from it, uh, it led me to have a World War-like flashback of a time when I was younger and uh, had the <laughs> had a situation where I accidentally killed a neighbour's cat uh, and then had to cover it up, basically. Hoping that this catches on as a feature, 
It won't. Yeah. Trust me, I'm not reading out any more of these. Uh, I would like to tell you the story of the time I squished a cat completely by accident. I mean, the, the one thing I would say from, from Jack's point of view is, <clears throat> this is this is hashtag real talk, so people who want to get in touch complain, this is a real email, it's real yeah. talk, these things happen. Yep. Secondly, it was an accident, as you're yes. here, Huge. so don't blame us for this. It's fine. Well, we're going to read out the email. Uh, rewind 10 years ago to the ripe age of 13. I was around my cousin's house having the time of my life on their brand new trampoline. Not a full-sized one. <laughs> All right, don't have a go. Yeah. Uh, it was the 90s. Uh, I was bouncing along without a care in the world and did the classic trampoline move of jumping as high as I could and landing bum first. Textbook. First. Uh, to my horror, the following noise had stuck with me for a lifetime, which is a squeal very similar to that of a pig getting sent to the slaughter. Yeah. I crawled to the edge of the trampoline, peered under. I saw my cousin's next, my cousin's next door neighbour's cat laying still and slightly squashed under the deadly weapon of the trampoline. Oh, no. Uh, the sheer mm. panic that uh, followed is the short, sort of story you see in a comedy sketch. Channeling my inner genius, I grabbed the said cat, uh, put it under my shirt and ran to the neighbour's garden and began to look for anything that could cover up this crime and stop me from getting arrested and facing life in prison. So, so of a 12-year-old. On that, I can understand that I think if I was that age, I would probably try and cover it up as well. Yeah. But there's no way I'm stuffing a dead cat up my shirt. No. I'm probably going in and saying, oh, I didn't fancy the trampoline in the end. I've, I've got, not gone anywhere near it. It wouldn't even be fully dead, wouldn't it? I mean, the, at best, you've crushed its windpipe. Yeah. At it's, best, it's, it's you've, you've crushed a few ribs. It is oh, sickening, dear yeah. Lord. Um, yeah, they, they were very wealthy, the, uh, the, the neighbours of uh, the cousin, and uh, they had a rather large slide and swing set, which I envied, and the cogs in my head turned, and the stars aligned, as I knew they were out, I pushed over the slide and uh, swing set and placed the cat under one of the swings. Uh, and the obvious scene would clear <laughs> me of all potential accusations. Safe to say it worked, and they later that day held a funeral for the cat, which I awkwardly had to attend due to the fact my parents were very friendly with them. I had to stand there holding hands with my mum whilst Elvis Catsley, the cat, great name, uh, yeah, um, was placed in a shoebox and uh, was put in a hole in the ground uh, with the owner's young daughter sobbing directly in front of me. Safe to say... I never told my parents this story, and the guilt has been a part of me to this very day. And whenever I see a cat, I flash back to poor old Elvis Catsley and its blood-curdling squeal. I will 100% leave my last name off this email, just in case I get discovered and locked away from my actions as a youngster, hoping sharing this story will remove my guilt and take my criminal past away from me. Take care. Enjoying the show, Jack, the criminal genius. He's half proud of this. Yeah, he is. It's, it's not a bad ruse. Yeah, he's done well there, but um, and it was a complete accident. So what can you do? I just hope that it was a quick death for the cat. That's all I'm asking. And that's Jack from the tiny village. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nowadays wealthy neighbours would have cameras. They would. I, I do. I, the reason I thought it's fair for us to include this is because we don't want to be brazenly cruel to animals. That's disgusting. I'm a, a proud father to two cats myself, and it's a sickening story, but. It was an accident. They've got blood in their paws. Yeah, no one's... They're always bringing in shit. Yeah, they have, big time. No one's coming out of this with any credit, but Jack, I really appreciate you sharing the story. Mm. I'm surprised that eyebrows weren't raised when you delicately placed a dead cat under a swing. And everyone went, oh, that's obviously just something that's happened. On a non-windy day. Yeah. Yeah. The whole swing set and thing coming over. Oh, we didn't hear that topple over. (laughs) I suppose they were out, but even so. What a grisly uh, affair. Also, Elvis Elvis Catsley, I'm not having that. That's a great name. What are you talking about? Elvis Catsley? Elvis Pawsley might have been a better. I was about to say Elvis Pursley. Pursley, yeah. 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 We'll get there. Um, Right. Uh, thanks for that. To uh, is that Jack? His name was Jack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, right. What about this from Pete in Hatfield, uh, which I think is in the beautiful county of Hertfordshire. Ooh. Um, Pete says, "Hi, chaps. Um, while not really on topic, 
Luke's story from episode 64 about him and his pals plagiarising Sweet Child of Mine in the music lesson <laughs> reminded me of a time my mate Ross did something similar with his English homework. <laughs> this is good, I like this. <laughs> the task was to write a poem about a dream, but clearly not being asked to do this, on the morning it was due, Ross just wrote out the lyrics word for word from the little-known song on Silverchair's debut album, Suicidal Dream. The album <laughs> itself is called Frog Stomp, and that was a massive album That's for everyone me Everyone had that album. Yeah. Everyone had Frog Stomp. Oh, delicious angst. <laughs> It was like the album for people who just couldn't get any more Nirvana because Kurt Cobain was dead. Yeah, uh, The guy even looked like Nirvana. What's his name? Um, I forget his name now. Daniel Johns, I think his name was. Um, anyway, so Ross's friend... Um, oh, sorry, no, sorry. Apologies. Pete's friend Ross wrote out the lyrics word for word from Silverchair's uh, song, Suicidal Dream, which is not the one you'd listen to much on the album Frogstop and Winter Thought. No. It's certainly no Israel's son. It's certainly no Tomorrow. Uh, they're the two big ones. Anyway, one understandably concerned teacher took him aside in the lesson for a chat and referred him to a counsellor. Now, Pete, I am just going to look up the lyrics to Suicidal Dream mm. by Silverchair and read it so people who aren't familiar with this are going to know the context. So it goes like this. I dream about how it's going to end, approaching me quickly, leaving a life of fear. I only want my mind to be clear. People making fun of me for no reason but jealousy. I fantasize about my death. I'll kill myself from holding my breath. My suicidal dream. Voices telling me what to do. My suicidal dream. I'm sure you will get yours too, etc. Yeah. Ad infinitum. I mean, I, I I think I've spoken on this podcast before. Uh, Mrs. Peverly, the teacher, take me beside. Take, take me. Oh, because um, the p- take, pictures you were drawing. Drawing of uh, Muslim men getting their arms. Um, cleaved off by uh, big old um, chainsaws and stuff. And yeah. She took me aside and said, "Is everything all right at home?" But that is a big old. And you said no, my dad. Old... My dad won't stop watching box sets. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, that, that is a big old red flag for me. Yeah. So you said that Ross's uh, teacher took him aside uh, in the lesson for a chat, referred him to a counsellor. <laughs> uh, he played along with all this and came away from it with an A, while the rest of us scratched around at our usual level of mediocrity. So no morality lessons to be had there. Mm. Obviously, this was. Thoroughly deplorable behaviour and not something he looks back on favourably, but it does go to reinforce the undeniable truth that teenagers are twats. Um, twats and weirdos. Do, do you know what? I mean, <laughs> the lyrics for that song, and I liked Silverchair as a kid, so I'm not having to pop. The lyrics for that song are quite poor, but they're probably good enough for someone to be thinking, that's quite good. Are you sure he's definitely come up with that? Yeah. Or, mm, mm. At the, at the ground and the scale, right? So if 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 you got a four, if you're a teacher, you've got a fourteen year old kid, and you say, right, your, your homework is to do a poem, and he comes back with the whole of like "Tangled Up in Blue" by Bob Dylan, mm. you're probably thinking, nah, mm. he's not done that. Yeah, but look at that. I mean, look at that. That's not, you know, it's not that good. So is what it? Ross has done is picked a suitably shit enough song yes. that's good enough to get him a good mark, but not to, good enough to raise suspicion. Yeah, what it's like, exactly like on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire when that general, or that major, or whatever, got the million and got busted. If he had just gone for half a million, mm. no one would have said anything. Shoot for the moon. That's what I say. I always go, bang or bust. But if, if you and I were hatching a scheme mm. to, 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 to game a game show, which the top prize was a million, the first mm. thing I'm saying to you, Donnie, is we're going for half a million because no one's going to say anything. No. Half a yeah. million we get to keep is better than a million pound we don't. Yeah. That's Absolutely. what he's done there. So, yeah, we're not going to do that if anyone's listening. No. From Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Oh, it's back, that. isn't it? With um, Clarkson. Oh, Clarkson. Your favourite uh, guy. Who, <laughs> Clarkson? Yeah. <laughs> with with Clarkson, I don't know the answer to this. I'm not trying to lead you on in any way. You know, you know he's obviously a dickhead. Yeah, he do. You, do you think... So there's an element with me where I know that certain presenters are dickheads, mm. but I also think you're a really good presenter. Do you think Clarkson's a good presenter? Um, well, he's clearly got something. He's clearly um, created a... 
um, a biome where everyone kind of uh, kind of is vested in him. So yeah, I reckon he um, he. I don't think he's a great presenter. I mean, presenters, it's basically just linking shit together. But with and a the personality you, and, and the a style. Think, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, I think there's a difference between personality and being a good presenter. Being a good presenter is just linking something together and just keeping talking forever and ever, ever and never stopping, really. Because someone said, the, the, the best example of this is if you speak to um, people in, in, the, in, in, in the area and say, what do you think about Richard Keyes? Mm. They'll say, he's a complete dickhead. But yeah. he's a brilliant presenter. Yeah. And most people... Are... I know a lot of massive Brexit maniac old men who smell of cigarettes and coffee who are dreadful human beings. Uh, you never want to talk to them. You never want to hang out with them. Uh, and I could name about five off the top of my head right now. I'm not going to, but they... Um, yeah, they're, they're excellent presenters, but they yeah. are dreadful human beings. Because yeah, apparently Richard Keyes... And they're not funny. They're never funny. They're never... Fu- nah. They're never sort of... But it's like it's like Noel Edmonds, right? Like We've spoken about Noel Edmonds t- too much on this podcast, but <laughs> he's not funny. He's not good looking. Uh, he's not charismatic. Good clothes, But though. he's a good presenter. Good like, clothes as well. <laughs> presenters just aren't... Like, there's a reason why they've died out, because they've got nothing to say, and they just link shit together. Just get the reality TV stars to do it, and then, you know... You what get about these- Anton Deck? Ant and Deck. Well, they're, they're, they're just... Yeah, I mean, they've got a bit of charisma, right? They've got, yeah. chari- they've got charisma. Dripping. Apparently, Richard Keyes used to do um, used to do all the live football games without an autocue, mm. which is incredible. I mean, that's, that's just silly, really. I mean, why would you do that's that? That's just foolish. Yeah, but apparently he used to. He used to. <laughs> Ant and Deck are good, though. You've got you to say yeah. that. Um, we were talking about Clarkson. Why were we talking about Clarkson? I don't know. Clarkson been... talks in this weird way. You know what? Earlier, I was saying to you about when I listen to you do voiceovers in the studio, it sounds mad, but it sounds good when I hear it back. Clarkson talks in a really odd way. Like he sort of goes, and they did this, and then this. Mm. And no one really talks like that. And it's similar to the what you were talking about, the guy who used to do the voiceover for Big Brother mm. with that really exaggerated Geordie accent. No one really talks like that, do they? No, no one really talks like that. But also, um, it's you're either... Uh, voiceovers who just don't sell shit. Like if, you, if you're doing an advert for something, do an advert for something. Don't sort of be bashful about it and try and do it in your own voice because at the end of the day... Yeah, it ain't gonna sound. It ain't yeah, gonna sound like it. you, unless it's, unless it's an organic conversation about it. Unless you, you you're just going off the top of your head and just having a fiddle about with it, um, then you can talk normally. But if, if you just got something to sell, get it out, get out as quick as possible. Yeah. You've done your you've done your station read. You've done your sponsor. Get in, get out. Sponsor are happy. You're happy. The listeners are happy. Lovely old job. Um, so the lesson here for people who haven't got a ridiculous job like this: we're all is selling shit. Own it. Own it. And then buy it when we sell it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, just unlocking my phone to read this uh, email because our printer wasn't working. Um, Anamitra Roy. Oh, no, hang on. Uh, uh, Onomitro. Uh, Roy. Um, hello, Luke and Pete. Uh, as a long-time listener to many of your podcasts and being from uh, Kolkata myself, I just wanted to clarify one thing you recently said about Calcutta rebranding to Kolkata. I don't think I did. I just sort of said that's the actual name of it or the actual, the new name, effectively. Uh, Kolkata is actually the... Yeah, actual... I think you called it a rebrand, didn't you? No, no, I called um, the, the rebrand to Chechia. Oh, uh, that's the, right. The, 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 but the apparently that's pronounced Czechia. Czechia, is it? Oh, yeah. is it Czechia? Yeah, okay, sorry, right, I'm not okay. touch about that. Yeah. Fair dues. Um, yeah, Kolkata is actually the uh, Bangla name. For the place. It was only called Calcutta because you lot, i.e. the British, well, uh, from Hartlepool. couldn't pronounce it properly. We can't pronounce anything properly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the actual pronunciation in Bangla is uh, Kolkata with soft K's and a soft T. I'm not Kolkata. really sure what that means. Kolkata. Kolkata. Yeah. Kolkata. Yeah. Who knows? I know how to do a soft L, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> the name was changed uh, to what the local people actually called the city and it was not rebranded as such. I'm cheating a little bit. I don't have any device at hand, uh, but I will point you towards the Envy 
batteries that I recently found in an old camera. So <laughs> thank you. On batteries a, branded. On a uh, yeah, thanks for that. Batteries branded. E N V I E N V. I don't know if we've seen those before. No, I don't think I've, I've, I. I, I would have remembered N V. When people tweet us at Luke and Pete show with batteries, um, and I've not seen them before, I always quote it and share it with a new player has entered mm. the game. If um, Onamitro was emailing in uh, or tweeting in with that battery, Onamitro, um, not a mercy. I would be saying a new player has entered the game. Yeah. Well, send us a picture for crying out loud. Mm. Um, do you want to do one more email? One more email. Squeeze one in. Yeah. Um, I have got one. Would you want? I've got. I've got them named here. We can do the worst driver in history. <laughs> we can do an embarrassing school tale. It's quite good that one. Uh, we can do an update from Colombia. Something that is always welcomed. Mm. Uh, or we well, can let's, do. Let's have the embarrassing um, school story because. Uh, okay. Let's end on a high. Do you want an embarrassing school story about a man with an erection? Or yes. do you want to, yeah, okay, I thought you would. Jesus, uh, pointless question. Why do you even bother asking? This is from Joe. He says, hi guys, love the show. I've been enjoying all the emails about embarrassing school stories. And I wasn't sure if I was going to share mine, but here goes. And that is the spirit, Joe. That's the spirit. Hello at LukeandPeacher.com. Just remember, no one, no matter what they email in with, is going to be more embarrassed than the stuff Pete comes out with. <laughs> so, and, that's, and that's the comfort blanket we can all hold very close. Um, Joe says, my embarrassing story took place when I was in year nine. As many men will know at this age, your body is going through a lot of changes, and one side effect of that is random and unexplained erections, known to many as a Tim Henman, i.e. an unexpected semi. Nice. Uh, During a chemistry lesson where we were recapping what we'd learnt that term, I realised that I was indeed suffering from a Henman, and as a result, my concentration on the lesson was compromised. (laughs) My teacher, thinking that I wasn't listening, pulled the classic dick move by picking me out to come up to the board and draw the blast furnace diagram. (laughs) <laughs> Luckily, I knew the diagram and would easily be able to complete the task, but my concern was people seeing the quite obvious erection through my trousers. I decided upon the tried and tested concealment method of... Pete, do you want to have a guess? Um, yeah, it's, it's the belt in it. It's, yeah, tuck it in the waistband. Tuck it in the waistband. Tuck it in the waistband. Yeah. So that it would, it would not be obviously visible to the class mm. while I wrote on the board. Unfortunately... It appeared my school shirt was partially tucked into my underwear and not my trousers, I thought. And I completed the diagram in front of the full class with my bell end poking out the top of my trousers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could hear giggling and laughs Wonderful. growing as more people in the class realised, but I had not yet realised my error myself. When I finished the diagram explaining that the waste product of the blast furnace was better known as slag, the entire class erupted with laughter, and I realised to my horror what had happened. Very embarrassing in itself, but also ongoing abuse was suffered that I was sexually aroused by blast furnaces. Keep up the good work, um, Joe. Is it? I they're mean, quite powerful uh, machines. They're quite powerful. You know, there's a lot going on lot, in there. Yeah, isn't yeah. They tap into the yeah. sort of core of what it is to be powerful. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm positively chumescent now. Um, is it? Is it too ambitious to say Joe could have styled that out as a joke? At that age, it's too awkward, isn't it? No, I, I mean, uh, yeah, there's never... I mean, you could just kind of just jam it. Uh, there could have been... There, there's different solutions. I mean, just grab it, really grab it and push it down your trouser leg. Then at best, you've got like a, a painful situation where no, you're bent but, over. But he's done that now. So what I'm saying is, mm. when he when the people have noticed, yeah. could he not do what, say, you would do? And you would do that anyway. Start ejaculating. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> you know what I mean. What do you mean? Well, just like, say, oh, I meant to do it as a joke. Wasn't it funny? Look at my penis type thing. Not sort of thing when, you no, would do you, in the day-to-day life. No, you can't get your, you can't get an erect penis out. That's a, that's a, it's true, actually. That's, yeah. a sex that's beyond the pale. No, that's right? beyond the pale. Yeah. But un- unwanted erections are so unhelpful at any time. You know, mm. uh, on a plane, 
Planes are quite sexy places. In what? that, like, because you're on a plane, and it, I guess it's the vibration from the engine. I always get a little, little one, little one. Hung up when I'm hungover, or when I'm on a plane. Mile high sex terrorist. <laughs> Pete Donaldson here. Hello. Is it because you're sat inside of a giant penis? Effectively? Yeah, exactly. A giant metal fucking penis. Clouds. <laughs> Just fucking clouds. Sexy, isn't it? What you been doing? Oh, fucking clouds for the last fucking 12 hours. Fucking the sky, mate. All the way back Whoa. from America. Peter, Pen- come on. Penetrating we, the sky. We want to encourage people to email in with this type of stuff because yeah. it is it's part of what makes the world go round. So thank you very much mm. to Joe. If you want to join Joe in sharing an embarrassing story like that or <laughs> any other type of story, you're very welcome to do so. Hello at lukeandpeacher.com. I think that's probably all we've got time for this time around, isn't it, Pete? Let's get out of here. Oh, and uh, big news as well, something we may be going to in further detail on Thursday's show, is Bobby Davro isn't dead. <laughs> and on that bombshell, let's get out of here. Have we not even sort of dealt with that? I thought not we sure. dealt with that. Thought oh. I grabbed the ball by the horns. All right. Keith Chegwin, dead. Bobby Davro, oh, yeah. not dead. Chegwin did like a bad stomach thing, didn't he? More on Thursday. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.